You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Tuesday to you have an important question to ask you today. Are the Buffalo Bills a better football team today than they were at the end of 2020? I see a lot of Bills fans on social media questioning whether or not they're a better football team. I've seen many people take the approach that, well, everyone's back, nothing's different, and so they're the same. They didn't do anything to get better. So we're going to answer that question here today on the podcast. I'm going to work through the offense. I'm going to work through the defense, tell you reasons why I think they are better. And then I'm going to talk in the last segment about reasons why they could be worse. And we'll come to a conclusion. But I think right off the bat, we have to distinguish something. This is no longer a mediocre 7-9 football team that we're hoping can get to 10 wins and make the playoffs. Those days are behind us. The Bills were a 13-3 and football team that was in the AFC Championship game last year. The next step is a lot different than what we are accustomed to. So the Bills have 21 of 22 starters returning. By far the highest percentage of returning snaps in the NFL. Somehow, many people don't perceive that to be a good thing. The Bills had the most continuity in the NFL from 2019 to 2020, and that wound up mattering a lot. Stefan Diggs was absolutely a huge addition to the team, but the coaching staff and the roster all coming back were a big reason why the team went from 10 wins and a wild card loss to 13 wins and in the AFC Championship game. If your takeaways from the Bills returning 21 of 22 starters and the highest percentage of returning snaps in the league means that the Bills aren't a better football team now than they were at the end of 2020, then I would argue that your take is short-sighted, lazy, and lacks critical context. I have at least 38 different reasons why the Bills could be a better football team in 2021 that I'm going to talk about for you today on the podcast and seven reasons why they might be worse. But that first reason, number one, is continuity, familiarity, and time on task together. That in and of itself should make the Buffalo Bills a better football team in 2021 without getting into specifics. The fact that everyone is back is a good thing. Again, 13-3, and AFC Championship game. That next step is different this time. There's only one more step to take, and that's getting to the Super Bowl. And the Bills are right on the doorstep of being able to do that. So let's go position by position and talk about why that group could be better in 2021. We'll start with quarterback. Josh Allen remains an ascending talent that has not yet reached his ceiling. Josh Allen, since coming into the NFL, has done nothing but grow, taking step after step after step. 
I'm not sure there's a whole lot more steps he can take, but there is reason to believe that Josh Allen has not reached his ceiling. And because that is true, it's a reason to believe that the Bills could be better in 2021. Continuing with quarterbacks, Mitchell Trubisky is a significantly better option at backup quarterback than Matt Barkley. Significantly, in a different stratosphere of quarterback. And the depth at quarterback is markedly better with Trubisky as the primary backup than the team was with Barkley as the backup. At running back, you have Zach Moss entering year two, and not only is he entering year two, he should be healthy. Whether it was the turf toe or his season-ending injury, Zach Moss's rookie season was challenging. I think for any rookie in the NFL last year to find production without having the normal onboarding process was difficult, but Moss did that while working through that early season turf toe injury. So a healthy Zach Moss in year two. Devin Singletary, let's hope he takes a step. I think it's less likely. I think Devin Singletary is a lot closer to his ceiling than Zach Moss is. I think that Singletary is probably the better running back right now. But I think there is some room for hope that Devin Singletary still has not reached his ceiling and that he could be better in 2021. Moving on to wide receivers. Number one, Emmanuel Sanders is an upgrade over John Brown. I'm not just saying that because the Bills moved on from Brown and brought in Sanders, and so I'm siding with the more recent player that's on the team and trying to diminish John Brown. No, Emmanuel Sanders is just a better player than John Brown. Look at their careers. Measure their careers. Sanders has been a much better player, and he's been more consistently healthy than John Brown. The Bills got better when they moved on from John Brown and brought in Emmanuel Sanders. Continuing at wide receiver, Stephon Diggs should have even more comfort in year two with the team. I still can't believe the production that Stephon Diggs had last season, given the lack of opportunity to work with Josh Allen and get on the same page and learn the offense. I mean, that's an unbelievable year that he had in normal circumstances, but when you add that layer of not having a normal offseason to work with the offense or the quarterback. I mean, it's unbelievable. The guy led the league in receiving. So he should have more comfort in year two with the team. Cole Beasley will be more prepared for the workload. One of the comments that stood out to me most from listening to Bill's players after the season was Cole Beasley talking about getting his body ready for the type of workload that he received last season. That volume of targets, not anything like what he was accustomed to in years past. And he talked about how he needed to prepare differently for the season to prepare his body to take on that type of workload. So Cole Beasley having a greater understanding of his role in the offense and that there's more on his plate and he's going to be ready for that better next season. How about Gabriel Davis entering year two? Guy had a sensational rookie season, all things considered. Well, no longer is he spending the offseason getting ready for the combine and the NFL draft. He's getting ready to play wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills with a clear understanding of the playbook and expectations and everything that goes into it. He should be much better equipped to contribute next season. And then I think the Bills have better depth right now at wide receiver than they did last year with Tanner Gentry in the mix 
with Isaiah Hodgins coming back healthy and Jake Kumaro being back with a full offseason and you know a good portion of the season with the team under his belt. He's going to be much better equipped to provide the team good quality depth at wide receiver. So I think there's a lot of reasons to believe that wide receiver, a strength of this team, could be even better in 2021. At tight end, Dawson Knox in year three. I feel like a broken record talking about Dawson Knox and how he was a high school quarterback that went to Ole Miss and caught 39 passes with zero touchdowns and was like the sixth option in that offense. Came into the league with 1,100 snaps. Had a hamstring injury that sidelined him for a month during training camp as a rookie. He was inconsistent, made some high-level plays, came back the next year as a sophomore. He had a concussion, a calf injury, and COVID that derailed him. He still got better last year. He was much more consistent. And I expect him to really take a step here in year three. Everything that you could want from a tight end in terms of physical gifts is present within Dawson Knox. He just has to find consistency. And there should be no surprise to anyone based on his background that Dawson Knox has had an inconsistent start to his career. Tight end is a slow developing position to begin with, much less a guy that played quarterback in high school and really didn't have a role in college. So I think there's every reason to believe that Dawson Knox is going to be a better football player in 2021. Continuing with tight ends, Jacob Hollister is an upgrade over Tyler Croft at tight end too. Yesterday's podcast was entirely dedicated to to Jacob Hollister, and I think there's plenty of reason to believe that he's capable of making a greater impact on the football team than Tyler Croft. I have more to say about tight ends. Lee Smith being out could help this offense. He played 172 snaps last year. 110 of those were run plays. Getting rid of that predictability when Lee Smith is on the field, that he's either going to stay in and pass block or it's going to be a run play, basically eliminating that weapon, that eligible receiver. I think losing that predictability and putting a more versatile player on the field will help the offense become less predictable. Number four at tight end, Tommy Sweeney is back. And let's face it, he found some work as a seventh-round rookie in 2019. So I think him coming back as that tight end three improves the football team, and he should be a better player now than he was in 2019. Lastly, at tight end, Reggie Gilliam, who was a UDFA rookie last season, he's back and he should be better and be able to help the offense as a lead blocker, you know, H-back type player, as well as continuing his role on special teams. Finishing up the offense with the offensive line, I have four points here. Number one, Daryl Williams in year two in the system. He should be better. John Feliciano is back and he's healthy. In John Feliciano's two years with the team, I don't think we saw a healthy player very often. So him coming back healthy with a defined role should really help him become a better player that is more impactful next year. Cody Ford is back and he's healthy. I know for sure we haven't seen Cody Ford's best football, whether it's been injuries or playing out of position. He should have a clearly defined role. There's no question he's not the right tackle. Darrell Williams is the right tackle. Cody Ford's a guard. So he can settle in, develop, and learn the nuances of the position and be the best version of himself and help the offensive line next year. 
And number four is Ike Bakker has experience now. He was always this unknown guy on the roster that you know could play guard and center. He keeps lingering around. He doesn't really play. You have no idea if he's good or not. Well, now he was the primary starter last year. He has experience under his belt. We know that he is a more than capable backup. So there's plenty of reason to believe that every position group on offense could be better in 2021. I didn't give you any bullcrap answers, right? Those were all legitimate reasons why the Bills could be better at each position group on offense. In just a moment, we're going to talk about defense. But first, let me tell you about my friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL seasons are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, and they have real time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the new scores and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you use our promo code locked on. Bet Online your online sportsbook experts. Let's talk about the defense and go position by position and talk about why each group could be better in 2021, just like we did the offense. We'll start with defensive end. I don't have a very long list here for you, but A.J. Epinesa in year two should be a better football player that's ready to help the team more than he did as a rookie. And I think that really starts from him understanding his playing weight. Played around 280 pounds at Iowa, the Bills said, we want you to trim down. He comes in at like 250, which he, got, he lost too much weight, put some weight back on, found the right playing weight, and he got better as the season went along. Again, just like the other rookies from 2020, these guys are going to be much better equipped to come in in year two and help the football team because the draft process is gone. A.J. Epinesa, the only thing he needs to be thinking about this offseason is playing defensive end for the Buffalo Bills. And he should be doing that with an understanding of the right weight to play at. At defensive tackle, got four things written down here. Number one, Star Latulale is back. That matters a ton. The Bills did not have a starting caliber one tech on the roster last year. And that really threw off the entire defensive line rotation and the groupings up front because they didn't have a true one tech. Now they do. Star's back. Ed Oliver in year three. It's time for this man to reach his ceiling in year three. The training wheels are off. You're you're playing in the right position. You know what's expected of you. You know what it's like playing in the NFL. Time for you to stand and deliver and show the ceiling of a top 10 pick this year. Plenty of reason to believe that Oliver can take that step next year. How about Harrison Phillips? He is now much further removed from that knee injury. He should be healthy and ready to hit the ground running as opposed to kind of feeling his way early in the season, played better late, had a good playoffs. So I'm anxious to see if Harrison Phillips can continue his upward trajectory into next year. And then the last thing I have written down at defensive tackle, I guess this kind of combines defensive end and defensive tackle. This is probably the biggest stretch that I've given you so far. I don't think anything I've said actually to this point has been a stretch. But Mario Addison and Vernon Butler, I think there's some reason to believe that there's hope that they are better in year two with the Bills than they were in their first season. 
whether that was Butler having to play some positions that he wasn't as familiar with, with Star Latule being out, with Mario Addison kind of coming over after a long run in Carolina, new surroundings, getting more familiar with his teammates and what's expected of him in Buffalo. I think that there's, again, a, a lower level of hope, but there is reason to believe that those guys can be more productive and effective players in their second season with the Buffalo Bills. Moving on to linebacker where I have five things written down. Number one, Matt Milano was back and he's healthy. Dude was banged up all year long. He was never himself. Even when he came back late in the season, we, he was on a pitch count. So I'm anxious to see a healthy Matt Milano. We know how much better the defense is when he's in the lineup. Tremaine Edmonds to take another step. I think the stage is set for him to realize his ceiling this year. Some challenging things around him, whether it was Milano being hurt or poor defensive line play in front of him against the run. He should be able to take a step next year as he matures as a football player. A.J. Klein in his second season with the team in a reduced role should make him more effective. A.J. Klein doesn't have to play like 50, 60, 70% of the snaps anymore. He can play like 10 to 15 a game when the Bills want to go base defense and help on special teams. So him in a reduced role should lead to a more effective output from A.J. Klein in 2021. Andre Smith, the Bills found something here with this trade last offseason from Carolina. They extended his contract. They must like what he brings on special teams and as a backup linebacker. He should be better next season. Same thing with Tyrell Dotson, who has been around for a few seasons now, and I think as a depth linebacker, he should kind of be reaching his stride and really settling into his role on the team as a backup linebacker and on special teams. At cornerback, I have two things written down. Sort of feels like Taron Johnson has found his stride again. Remember, this this dude was benched last year for Cam Lewis. Cam Lewis gets hurt, Taron Johnson gets back into the lineup, and I think he found himself. Two huge pick sixes, one against Pittsburgh, one against Baltimore. Game-changing plays. He found some consistency as the season moved along. He's entering a contract year. I'm sure we're going to see the best version of Taron Johnson next year. And then Dane Jackson, who flashed as a seventh-round pick when he got chances to play. He should be better in year two and provide the Bills good depth at cornerback. At safety, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, it's an elite tandem. You have an elite starting tandem of safeties that are going into their 17, 18, 19, 20, their fifth season together. Jaquan Johnson should be really settling into his role as a backup and teams player. And then Josh Thomas is a player that's interesting to me. I think he could be that next Dean Marlowe type player. Versatile safety gives you a chance to help on special teams. Good size, good athleticism, brings versatility. I think in year two of his career that he can help the team more than he has in years past. And from a special teams perspective, Tyler Bass is no longer a rookie. So this isn't a wide-eyed rookie anymore, you know, attempting his first field goals in the NFL. This is a guy that has experience under his belt. We don't have to ask ourselves questions about meaningful kicks and the playoffs and all that stuff, right? He's done it now. I think the Bills believe they upgraded at punter with Matt Hawk now in 
the building and moving on from Corey Bajorquez. I think that they are subscribing more to his consistency and control of punts to pin teams deep, and they think that they upgraded that punter. And then the last thing under special teams is that 12 of the 13 players in terms of special team snaps, the highest amount of special team snaps, they're all back. The only exception is Dean Marlowe, and he very well could be back again. So the Bills are returning a high, high, high percentage of their special teams snaps. Your kicker should be better, and your punter is a position that I think the team believes they upgraded. Oh, by the way, the Bills haven't drafted yet. There's an entire draft class that's going to be added to this roster. And the Bills have found impact from rookies every single year under Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean. There's no reason to believe that that won't continue this year. Oh, by the way, the new league year is not even a week old. It's not even a week old yet. There's bargain signings that are coming. There are other moves that can be made to improve the football team. Are you sold yet? I mean, (laughs) was that not a very reasonable outline of what I think are pretty elementary talking points as to why the Bills are a better football team or could be a better football team in 2021 than they were last year instead of just saying, well, everyone's back and they're the same. That's just a poor way to look at it. RockAuto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need over at rockauto.com. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on every single bar. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness, and they're having a tournament with all the flavors of Built Bar to determine which one is the best. And today's matchup is Chocolate Brownie Chunk against Lemon Almond Cheesecake. And folks, I am in on Lemon Almond Cheesecake. I think it's super underrated, and it deserves to advance. If you agree with me or not, and you want to vote, Go to BuiltBar.com or find Built Bar on Twitter to vote for your choice. And remember, use our promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order over at BuiltBar.com. So, folks, I gave you like 40 reasons, at least 40 reasons there, why the Bills could be a better football team in 2021. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to give the other side of it. I'm going to tell you the reasons that I believe the Bills could regress in some areas, things that I'm concerned about right now with this roster. 
I have seven different things written down. Number one, running back depth. TJ Yeldon's no longer on this team. And I'm not saying that TJ Yeldon was a big-time impact player, but as your RB3, was kind of nice to have. Maybe Antonio Williams, maybe Christian Wade could represent upgrades. Maybe Brandon Bean will draft a running back that makes you forget about TJ Yeldon. But right now, the, the running back depth today is not as good as it was at the end of the season. Number two, and this might be number one overall for me, and that's kick and punt returner. Right now, the Bills do not have a kick or punt returner on the roster that I trust. And it's critical. It's absolutely critical to know that when you're supposed to get the ball back, whether you force the punt or it's time for a kickoff return, that you have a secure ball handler that makes great decisions every time. And Andre Roberts is a Houston Texan. And it's so critical. You have to field punts appropriately. You have to know when to let it bounce and hit the ground. You have to know when to call a fair catch. You have to know when to return it. You have to handle the ball cleanly, not muff punts, not fumble. And the Bills don't have a guy right now that can do those things. And it is absolutely critical. Those are not hidden yards. They're right there. You guys have watched Bills games. You've seen horrific fumbles, muff punts, forcing a team to punt. Your punt returner doesn't handle the ball cleanly. It's muffed. All of a sudden, you thought you were getting the ball back, but instead, the other team gets the ball at your 25-yard line? Or the punt returner doesn't field the ball, and it lands at the 30 and rolls 20 yards, and all of a sudden, the ball is at the 10 when he should have called a fair caught catch and secured the ball at the 30? The Bills do not have a guy right now in their roster that is capable or proven as a returner, and they got to get that right. That's a critical need. Number three, they do not have as good of a blocking tight end situation. I gave you some reasons why, with Lee Smith being gone, that the team could be better, but at the end of the day, he was a good blocker. He was a sixth offensive lineman. This dude's made a career. He's made tens of millions of dollars, not because he can catch footballs or score touchdowns, but because he can block, and he's no longer on the team. The Bills are not as good today at blocking from the tight end position as they were at the end of the season. They're not as good when it comes to backup offensive tackle. Ty Insecki is a Dallas Cowboy. I think the team is hoping that Ryan Bates can be that answer at left and right tackle should Williams or Dawkins go down. But you sort of felt good about Ty Insecki being around as that swing tackle, and he's not walking through the doors anymore. So I think the Bills took a hit right now as things stand, at backup offensive tackle. I think the depth at three technique is not as good with Quinton Jefferson no longer on the team. He was a good pass rusher for the Bills. Yeah, he was a bad run defender as a one-tech, but he should have never been in that spot. From a pass rush perspective, he's one of the you know more efficient pass rushers that the Bills had last year, creating that interior pressure. I was anxious to see him and that Oliver on the field together next year. They kept Vernon Butler instead. So with your primary backups at three tech being like maybe Vernon Butler slash Justin Simmer, it's not as good without Quentin Jefferson. So three technique depth, not as good. Cornerback depth is not as good. I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but right now, like 
it's Levi Wallace, Dane Jackson, Saran Neal, uh, Cam Lewis. I mean, it's not a very good situation when it comes to cornerback two depth. And with Josh Norman on the team, not that I would want him back, but their depth is not as good. I think the Bills need to find some more depth at cornerback some way, somehow. And then lastly, their safety depth. Dean Marlowe is not under contract right now. I suspect at some point this offseason, he will be. Seems like he's always you know, a phone call away from being back on the roster. But right now, without him in the mix, I cannot say accurately that the Bills' safety depth is as good today as it was at the end of the season. So I don't think that those seven things that I brought to the table cancel out a whole lot of what we talked about in terms of why the Bills can be better, but they are worth mentioning. And to me, really, the thing that like sirens go off is the kick and punt returner thing. They kind of get it figured out. It was so nice having Andre Roberts, just knowing that dude was going to do the right thing every time. Every time. And uh, now they're searching for a guy that they hope can be as good as Andre Roberts. And folks, as I stated before, free agency. Like we did multiple podcasts where this kind of came up. But more than any player that the Bills brought in this offseason, the most significant thing that could happen for the Bills to get better is by young players on the roster taking the next step. Whether that's Cody Ford or Gabriel Davis or Devin Singletary or Zach Moss, or Josh Allen, or A.J. Epinesa, or Ed Oliver, or Tremaine Edmonds. Those guys getting better is the most significant thing that can happen for the Bills to put a better team on the field next season. All right, folks, I sure hope that you're convinced that there's plenty, and I mean an abundance of reasons why, the Buffalo Bills could be a better football team in 2021 despite everyone being back. I literally cannot believe that somehow that is being construed as a bad thing. And hopefully by the end of this podcast, at this point, you see why that is a very short-sighted, lazy, context-lacking take to think that because everyone's back, the Bills aren't a better football team today than they were at the end of 2020. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us today here on the podcast. I know I keep saying it at the end of each episode, but with free agency kind of being open and there's the potential for a big deal to come through that we need to commit the entire show to, I'm not marrying myself to any concepts because we need to be fluid here. I'm planning tentatively on tomorrow being herd mentality, and I've got a ton of back logged questions that I want to revisit and get to. So as of now, that's what we're going to do. But if something changes and a big move is made, we will pivot and we will cover that instead. I have some other fun stuff prepared for later in the week, but as the NFL offseason is a fluid process, so too will our content plan be here on the podcast. But like I said yesterday, one thing I do know is that I'll be back again for you tomorrow talking Buffalo Bills football. So don't miss it. Make sure you're subscribed. Would love it if you would rate, review, and share the podcast. And I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.